guest today is uh, Catherine Page. Uh, I'm so excited to meet you. Hello. Hi, I'm so happy to meet you. This is so cool. And And I feel like unique. Yeah, well, you, you and Janie have known each other for quite a bit, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. What were you saying? You found emails from 2014? Yes. Six years. Yeah. We met, we met in 2014, um, a lifetime ago when I graduated (laughs) from college. Uh, Feels like forever. Jeannie and I met like literally online this past summer. We're doing her one of her grad projects of like music stuff. And so we just kind of met like I was singing someone else's song and uh, she was handling the music video portion because obviously Janie is mm-hmm. very well well versed in in that, and we yes. just kind of like hit it off. And we met once in person this summer. <laughs> I love that. I mean, I feel like that's going to be the tale of 2020, right? Is like whether it be friends or lovers, the the new there's like a new openness to actually connecting with more like-minded people and potentially finding more of your soul tribe, you know, faster than maybe you normally would. A hundred percent. We, we talk about this often because I think this pandemic, this time of stopping in your tracks and sort of reevaluating your life and your connections and how you talk to people has coincided for our age group with Mm -hmm. this time of coming of age. So it's, you know, I feel like we are in some ways an age group that has really taken advantage of the pause in a different kind of way because the the global pause coincided with our moment of reflection. A hundred percent. And also I feel like <laughs> I saw this thing where somebody around our age was saying, you know, if only TikTok was big when we were young like we were doing all this Mm. stuff in private that all the kids are doing on tiktok now um like i even think for myself like you know i was making destiny's child dances up uh i thought i was super creative with it i was a gymnast so like i was doing a bunch of cool flips and things that you know people like to watch on the internet um just a bunch of different stuff like that and it's funny because i feel like our generation has just been waiting for this type of medium to actually put ourselves out there to attract and so like you're saying at the same time we've now really kind of come are we are coming of age and really finding who we want to be so if we can do that and find some authentic piece to put on the internet you end up meeting people you know like you guys did yeah where it's very aligned well yes and I'm so I'm so excited to introduce the two of you especially because I feel like Catherine, you've always been someone who opened my eyes to to more spiritual things that I had never even heard of before. Mm-hmm. Like you were the first person to talk to me about being a manifesting generator or a reflector. The human design chart, you guys should check it out. It's super cool. You can look it up online, like a combination of astrology and like your energy forces, and you can you can look it up for free. Just a small side note. <laughs> Both are reflectors. Ah, wow. that's, that's so rare, actually. That's you two are both like you are like the unicorn shop in the middle of the world. Like <laughs> I'm dead. I feel, I'm dead. I feel lucky to be in your guys's energy. Like this energy <laughs> is so unique and so rare. And then I get two of it. That's amazing. 
This is huge. I know this we is, didn't this know is that. Huge. This we're, we're literally finding this out right now. And also, we can't <laughs> exclusive okay, people, here now. Exactly. People can't like tell from because they're listening, but watching, mm -hmm. we're both like wearing the same <laughs> thing. <laughs> it's really funny. That is amazing. We're just well, reflecting ourselves to each other. <laughs> well, what's funny is like this is my kind of uniform. And for those obviously that can't see, it's like black turtleneck with like maybe a layering piece of a beige or dark color as well. And you both are kind of reflecting, like intuitively knowing who you were going to speak to today. So I feel like you're just reflecting kind of what I see in myself back, which is what reflectors do. So if I didn't like, like my style, I wouldn't like what you guys are wearing, but because I do like my style, I'm like obsessed with the look that's happening now. <laughs> we're so like, chic. So chic. Also, wait, there's a lot of people because I just discovered this whole reflector manifest generator business this past year. Yeah. Tell, tell us what that is. Well, okay. Let me disclaimer. I'm by no yes. means a professional. This is just something that I, I, so it's funny because in my profile, which I'll describe in a second, I have an investigator personality. So when I click onto something, I just do my own research. Um, and so reflector basically means that how do I say this in like a concise way? It basically means that all of your chakra and energy centers in your body are open. Yes. So you're a, you're able to essentially take on information, kind of like swirl it in with your magical unicorn energy and then spit it back out to the person that's looking at you or you're in the, in the room with. So it's, it's good in the way that like, again, if I am solid in myself and I like these qualities, I'm going to see these qualities in, re being reflected in you. And you also then amplify somebody's energy. So if somebody has really good energy, you're going to amplify that. Versus if somebody doesn't, it's just going to kind of be reflected back. So you're just kind of a mirror for people. So when someone, I would say, and again, I'm by no means an expert, but my interpretation is it, of it is if someone's in a conversation with you or in a relationship with you and they're telling you things that they don't like about you, they're actually just seeing the things that they don't like about themselves, which is normal in general in relationships. But with you guys, it's, it's even more so. This is kind of mind-blowing how perfect the profile for a podcast host fits. Yes. <laughs> what you're talking about. Yes, exactly. Like, again, what I think is so perfect, you guys are just – you're following your calling in a lot of ways. Well, thank you for that uh, insight into us. We'd love yes. to learn more about <laughs> you. Yes. Tell us well, tell us your journey. I'm the projector, so that's where I, I kind of come in and I'm like – let me tell you about you. That's what I do. So it, it doesn't surprise me that we started off with me telling you a little bit something about you. I love it. Every time I run into you, it's like I learn something new about myself within five seconds of seeing you. <laughs> and, <laughs> and also, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like Catherine and I, we've known each other for a long time. We have never really planned any of our encounters. Every time we hang out with each other, it is because we ran into each other. There was one time that we put a little work in and that was because you posted on Instagram that you were at the Met and I mm -hmm. happened to be a few blocks away. So I responded and I said, what are you doing next? Like, come meet me. And that was the biggest, that was the most planning we've ever done to see each other. <laughs> 
Yeah. And even then that was kind of like weird because you hadn't been in town and the Met had just like things had just started opening back up and yeah. And it also happened to be my birthday weekend. So it was like magical that that was, you know, all kind of happened, but yeah, it's, I don't know. There's something very synchronistic. I feel about our, our relationship. Totally. Which is lovely. Beautiful. Yeah. 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 I mean, again, I think Janie has, as a reflector that she is, she just, she also, I mean, to your point as well, you reflect back to me and almost also remind me a lot of the qualities that I need to be reminded of myself at times. So I feel like our meetings are always a bit uh, divinely orchestrated in the way of, you know, you're just kind of like this guru for me in a lot of ways in the way of just showing up and being and just giving me the information that I need in the moment as well. Well, you're a guru for me too. And I'm so happy to have you here on the podcast. Yes. Um, here on when Saturn returns, we like to talk about Saturn return journeys uh, that our, our friends have gone through and hear about your experience. So we'd love to know more about your personal Saturn return and yes. has, it, has it happened yet? Has it, have you had it? Yes. Uh, oh boy. I just finished mine actually. So I can tell you all the war stories. Uh, where do you want to start? What do you well, want to know? Well, your, your Saturn, I'm guessing, cause I just finished mine too, or I'm finishing mm. mine. So I'm guessing mm-hmm. your Saturn was in Capricorn. Yes. Yes. My Saturn is in Capricorn, which they say it likes to be in Capricorn, but yes. man, (laughs) like it's, I mean, they also say Capricorns, you know, the energy of like, I mean, it makes sense that Saturn likes to be in Capricorn because Capricorn, again, my interpretation of it is very much like the goat going up the mountain, like little by little and 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 really loves structure. Yeah. And I have so much Aquarius energy in my chart though. I'm a Virgo, but majority Aquarius that I'm like, can I cuss on here? Can I F all yeah. the rules? Like I, you know, I just, I, I don't like structure. So my Saturn return was really like, okay, let's get this girl some structure. <laughs> yeah. I feel but yeah. Like- what, where do we start? What do you like? What, I guess. If okay. Here's, also, here's yeah. a good starting place. So before your Saturn return began, Yes. Um, we like to look at the age of 25 as yeah, where were you at there? You know, 25, we, big things happen for us and actually a lot of our guests too, so far at 25. Yeah. So yeah. Anything coming up for you? 25. Let me think back 25. I was newly single ish and like feeling myself. I was on cloud nine actually on 25. When I think back, I was like traveling to Paris. My like photography career was kind of starting to boom. I was getting some cool clients. Um, I was feeling really creative. So yeah, that's, that's actually why um, 25 and 26 was pretty easy breezy. Um, And that's why I can so clearly remember, actually there's a significant like event that happened that I'm like, oh, it's here. My Saturn return has started. Um, my car got towed. So that Ugh. that's a whole story in itself. But yeah, like that was like, oh, we need to take care of our responsibilities here. 
But yeah, 25 was fun. 25 was, it was almost like the last few days of the vacation, you know, where you're like, <laughs> let's just, let's just have fun and relax and just be and enjoy wherever we are the most. That's what it kind of felt like. I was dating a lot. I was like, yeah. So. Well, career wise, I feel like you have a super cool career. Like I, I mean, Janie knows you pretty well, but I, I've just been introduced to you and I looked up your stuff. I mean, you've taken pictures of Chrissy Teigen for cravings, which is like, I think so cool. So like, is there anything career wise that happened or like shifted during your Saturn return? Um, during my Saturn return or before? I'd say, I mean, either. Yeah. Well, like I said, at around 25, um, I, you know, let me backtrack. I, I would say my, at, it's funny that you're asking about 25 because I really do believe it was this like last kind of call at the bar where I really, I got little hints and I feel like the universe was like, okay, let's give these girl, let's give this girl some tools. And I got gifted one of my favorite books to this day called Astrology for the Soul. And it tells you all about your North Node and it kind of preempted me to really go within. And it kind of gave me some, some points to really go into once my Saturn return came about. Um, so, but with that, and, and before then I kind of got like a few really amazing clients that I really loved. Um, and it kind of set me off and then my Saturn return came and to be honest, I mean, not to sugar, like no sugarcoat, no nothing. It kind of halted. Like I was really going down a path that seemed really glamorous and really great, but now kind of coming out on the other end of my Saturn return, I now see why I needed to be halted and like take a reassessment. Um, so yeah, for the like 2017 and 18, it was kind of a bit of like a back and forth. Does that make sense? totally makes sense. And I actually, I, I, we've, we've discussed a little bit on here before a different episode, but I kind of had a similar experience where like I had something happen kind of big for 2017. And I thought that was like the beginning of the rest of it, you know, and mm -hmm. it, it, there was a year of slowdown where I did not work yeah. and it was very stressful. Yeah. I mean, I can even go back to really now thinking about it. There were such distinct phases. I feel like of my Saturn return, I don't know if that's a thing, but like I said, my, it started very clearly with, I was, I'm again, the very Aquarius in me. I am so bad at bills. Like I have to put everything on auto or I'll forget. Um, really bad at like, uh, just paperwork in general, that type stuff. And the one thing with my car was updating its registration and I'm really outing myself here. Um, <laughs> it's so relatable. It's so <laughs> relatable. Um, if, you know, so I, I just put it off, put it off, put it off. And sure enough, um, I think it was like a week after my Saturn return started and my car got towed and I had to handle all that. And it was a big mess. And that was like, okay, we need to like get everything in order, you know, get all that paperwork done, really make sure like I cleared up debt that year. Like it was, that was that phase of it. And I think that's also why my career went on hold, just because I, I was like, oh, hold, like we need to get everything, you know, lined up so that you can thrive. But without all that paperwork and all those things kind of taken care of, I wouldn't be where I am now. So 
but it yeah, sucks you, in the moment. You became yeah. a grown up in that moment. You kind of had to do all those things to move forward. Exactly. And that's where also to, you know, someone, I can't remember if it was my astrologer, um, Danielle Bernstein. She's amazing if anyone's looking for a reading, but she, I can't remember if it was her that originally told me if I heard it somewhere else, but she basically described Saturn as like the really hard, but very good teacher or coach, you know, that is so hard on you and makes you run those, you know, those drills or routines over and over and over again. But and you just hate them in the moment because they're pushing you so hard, but they're only pushing you because they know you can do better and um, they see the potential in you. And so that's like what I think of Saturn return. Like Saturn is that teacher that's like, wait, 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 you're not actually in flow and you're not living up to your full potential that I can see for you. So let's just take a beat and reassess and then really work those drills. Like that's kind of how I see it. Totally. I feel like, yeah. like, you know what? We all need that tough coach. I'm thinking of the coach from cheer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, in the moment you, you think this is the worst thing ever and I want to be anywhere but this, but always in retrospect, you're like, oh, I see why they were doing that, what that was for. Mm-hmm. And, and do you feel like your art, because you kind of had to go through this tough phase, do you feel like your art has evolved and has, you, you've gotten better? Do you like, how do you feel about where you are now artistically, not even just like success wise, you know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. A hundred percent. I was actually just um, thinking about putting together this. I'm trying to like, you know, be better on social and things like that for my own business, but um, doing like a glow up at the end of, you know, the 2020 and like really seeing where my photography started when I first started in college and then where it is now. And it is like, you would not think the same person was behind the camera. Like it is so different. And I know it's, I'm just now even like really getting into what I want as my vision. So it's only going to get more and more me, but, um, yeah, for sure. Because you, your whole, your Saturn return is, um, it's how you get to know yourself if you're willing. So as an artist, that can only be reflected into becoming more and more you. Uh, I would argue that my work before my Saturn return was a version of me, but it was a very cookie cutter, let me just float and blend into the world version of me. And now it's it's getting to the point where I can now be like, oh, that's a that's a me photo, no matter what. I love that. I love that. As Holly, were you just literally saying? Probably yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm, gu- I'm guilty of saying I love that, like every uh, other sentence. <laughs> she's trying not to say I love that. I'm trying not to say like. That's our uh, goal for this episode. However, we love that because it's so amazing. I mean, I think our podcast listener base probably comes heavily from the creative practices. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can only assume because of our our circles that we run with, not to exclude anyone who's outside of that. But I think that being an artist, um, even I, I taught uh, I taught undergrad NYU students this year. And the biggest takeaway of my class uh, or my section that I had for a bigger class was what do you care about? You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how good at painting or drawing or 
calligraphy or filmmaking you are, if you don't know what you care about, then you won't know what you want to say. And um, I think my personal thesis that I walked away from was how, like, who you are. I'm going to start this soundbite over. My <laughs> my personal thesis that I walked away from that teaching experience with was knowing yourself is the the key ingredient to creating anything and knowing what you want to say and what you care about is where it all starts. Everything else after that, you can figure out, you can, you can learn tools uh, that will help you be a better artist. But if you don't know what you want to say, if you don't have a good sense of who you are and what you care about, you're going to be lost. So I love hearing what you're saying about how your personal journey has, has gone back into your artwork, which is amazing. Yeah. And they say, I mean, it's, easier said than done to be quite blunt in terms of like knowing yourself because at least for me I grew up in an environment that was um make sure that it is is everyone's happy over your actually expressing how you feel like making sure that like the emotions were calm and and uh, no conflict was in the house was priority because there was art, there was so much conflict going around in, in different areas, you know, with my parents and they were divorced and, you know, so it was like, make sure at all costs, we can just be calm and not express any anger or any dissatisfaction. So I've realized again, through this Saturn return, I never really learned how to decide what I liked. I just kind of went with the flow. Um, I kind of went with- I think a lot with, of women, I think a lot of women feel that way too. A hundred percent. It's funny that you say that because I just saw this video online of these two young guys basically saying like five top things that are really hot that girls do. And I don't know why, but I just felt like I needed to watch it. Um, normally like that content kind of really bothers me, but, um, and one, and I think it was to connect these two thoughts because one of the things that they were saying was it's really hot when a girl says that she's hungry and then knows exactly where she wants to eat. Um, I think that can also be reversed. Most guys say the same thing of like, I don't know. I just want yeah. food, <laughs> but, um, but it had, I, the two thoughts immediately, I was like, oh, that's because we're conditioned to go with the flow of the household for the most part. We're not asked for the most part, hey, what would you like? Um, you know, like I'm sure parents ask like, hey, what do you like? But it really is at the end of the day, what's easiest to cook. And then you have to kind of compromise with, especially if you have siblings, you know, it is it, the way we kind of structure life in general. And in, in public schools, like you don't really get to express yourself. You don't learn how to, you know, say, I like this or I don't like this. And that's um, going away even more because they're, they're cutting back on arts and you know, all these different things exactly. that would help kids learn how to express themselves. Oh well, maybe gosh. it's why teens are taking to the internet because all of a sudden they have all these choices and they have all these mediums to express themselves that they haven't had before. Like, this conversation has totally made me reevaluate why kids like filters. You get yes. to pick, you get to choose, you get to make a decision and control something in a world that is otherwise completely controlless. A hundred percent. And you get to kind of be, you get to kind of express yourself in some way. You know, I'm not a big makeup wear, but 
I appreciate were we talking about this Janie the other day? Yeah. Where like, I've really come to appreciate people that do wear a lot of makeup and you know, I only hope that it's not because they feel insecure, but that they are able in that way to express how they feel without, because you know, that might be the, that might be the only way that they can Um, because maybe in their household, they're not heard or in their relationship, whatever, you know, um, So yeah, I think the Saturn return, if you're willing, and again, it is not easy. I say this with like caution tape, you know, you really, you're like, you, you have to be willing to say that part of me is not cute, you know? Um, which again, when you're in a world where you, you kind of just want to float around and, and things are kind of easy for the most part, you essentially are signing up for one of the hardest courses in the curriculum. Um, so yeah, it, again, just don't think it's, it's roses and, and rainbows. No roses and rainbows. Got it. Yeah. Um, Catherine, you've touched on your family. I know. So we, yeah. this episode will come out later, but we are recording it on the day of the winter solstice and the Jupiter Saturn conjunction. The great, um, con- the great conjunction as yes. they're calling it. Yes. Catherine, I have not pre-asked if you're okay with us getting into this, but would you like to share with Holly some of what your what your family, where your parents met and work? Uh well, where they met and work are two different. But oh wait, maybe where- I romanticize the story. Just tell her about your family. Okay. Um, yeah, of course. I'm an open book. Um, my family, well, my dad works for NASA. My mom works for Boeing. They're both Whoa. engineers. Um, my mom worked as one of the only main female department heads of um, the payloads of the space shuttle. So like she essentially helped. I remember when I went to like take your daughter to work day in the nineties when that was a thing. Um, because they wanted to encourage more female engineers. So it was only take your daughter to work day. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, she gave me like a fake check sheet to make me think that I was like actually sending things up into space, but it was just kind of like trash <laughs> <laughs> that they needed to discard. Um, but yeah, so so the planetary system has always been a part of my life not in the way of astrology. Yeah, more but this scientific is, point of view. Exactly. And this is like to any skeptics, which I'm sure most of your listeners aren't skeptics, but um, you know, if you are talking to somebody who's a skeptic, this is, I mean, at the end of the day, my dad always says this. He's like, I don't fully understand what you're saying, but what I do know scientifically is that each planet has a different energy pull on the earth at different times. So I, it makes sense that the, the planets are affecting the energy on earth in some way. He's like, do I think it's going to make you miss your flight? No. But like, you know, I think he's like, so on the scientific aspect, this great conjunction is, you know, NASA even recognized it. I think they did a whole article on it. Um, you know, there is a lot of science behind it in terms of the way that the energy pull that it has. That is is so fascinating. And also just because I I know that Janie is Jewish and we've talked about that, but um, the fact that like Jewish people still to this day in ancient religion still Mm -hmm. uh, dictates its holidays by the moon and the moon cycle. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you look back at, I think, some of the more ancient society, you know, especially like um, Judaism or, um, you know, Muslim. It's like there's so much ancient knowledge within the practices that like that can't just still be relevant thousands of years later if that wasn't real, you know? That's the way I think about it, at least. It would have faded out if it wasn't accurate. I just love that your dad, like, literally works for NASA and is like, I can't, I can't say one way or another, but it is true. There's different energy. And, you know, I think, mm-hmm. I think energy is very real. You know, the energy, when someone walks into a room, you can feel automatically their presence. Yeah. And I... I just find it fascinating. I think it's so cool. I think it's so cool that you grew up with such this scientific facts kind of family background and you yeah. have chosen as an adult to really express yourself through photography and art and yes. the intangible. Yeah, well, it is interesting because my uh, my mom's side of the family are all painters and all very creative. Um, my mom is very creative, but that's where, again, like whether you were saying in the beginning, you know, mostly artistic people are probably listening to this, but growing up in a household of engineers, that's a lot of where I learned my creativity was, you know, when I was a kid, again, my dad made me build and deconstruct these little like windmill things to like learn how everything kind of connects to be able to make it work. And in photography, it's very much like that. It's like this piece has to be here. And, you know, directing, filmmaking, songwriting, anything. It's just constructing something, deconstructing it, and then reconstructing it um, to create something new. And and so, much you know, like a ancient- Saturn return, actually. <laughs> very well connected. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, I feel like that is really the journey of a Saturn return in, in anything. I think it's, you know, Uh, this is a bit of a tangent, but my meditation teacher, Emily Fletcher says, you know, life goes in these three cycles, destruction, maintenance, and creation. And at some point, like, that's kind of, again, like, I feel like a lot of people are in maintenance mode when they hit their Saturn return. And that's why if you're not in creation mode, you're if you're in maintenance mode, you're sorry, it's creation, maintenance, destruction. Sorry, I got that wrong. Um, so if you're in maintenance mode, you're going to be forced into destruction mode so that you can then the natural way of being as a human, as an energy is to, supposed to be in creation mode. Um, so that's what I think the Saturn return is also trying to really get you. So the more you, you um, I, I got this advice, the more you just kind of release into these lessons and just say, okay, that's a lesson. That's a lesson. And just kind of go with the flow of it and stop resisting it. It, the easier your Saturn return will be because the more resistance, it's just going to persist. That's so, it's it's so cool hearing you talk about just the idea of, of, you know, creation, maintenance, destruction. I I really, think that that is something we can think all the life of a tree it's the same you know of the seasons the way that it 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 goes into like this kind of decon like winter you know is about hibernation quote-unquote deconstruction and then it goes back into creation in spring then summer I feel like if I had to really go with this analogy it's like 
maintenance. It's just kind of living, it's being, it's, you know, maybe growing a little bit, but then it goes back into destruction. So it can create something new in the next season. I'm yeah. super, uh, this, this is the part of the podcast where I freak out because um, my Saturn return is about to start, potentially started as yours ended because I'm like the next wave. Yeah. So, um, so what word, yeah, what words of wisdom do you have for someone who is just beginning their journey? And I will say, I think that I took a lot of big hits before it started. I think, Mm. I mean, my whole world has been destroyed and rebuilt prior to this starting. So can I expect another wave of destruction or is there another path? (laughs) I'm very nervous. Um, I mean, personally, if I had to put money on your Saturn return and like make a bet, just from watching you over the last six years, I think, yes, you have been listening to your gut and you've been listening to your callings and where your creativity can be. And you've really gone with the flow in a lot of those areas. And you've done a lot of the self-work that's been presented. I think your sign return, to be honest, is going to be maybe if you like say again, like something that I can't see, like maybe you're not good at um, going grocery shopping on the day you need to go grocery shopping or something that's like, going to be good for you to set up structure in the, in the long term, uh, or paying your bills on maybe a week prior or something like that, then yeah, that lesson will come and you'll learn it and you'll move on. And it's not that big of a deal. Um, it, I think the biggest Saturn return lessons are, are those where you're not listening to your intuition and you're not listening to what your heart is trying to tell you. Cause that's what Saturn, that's all he's, I think of him as a him. Um, that's like, I think he's just trying to come in and be like, Hey, let's get you prepared so you can thrive. And, and if you resist that, it's only going to just not feel good, you know? And I, totally. I think, I think also what you said in regards to, um, not listening, right? Like mm-hmm. me at least, like, everything was such a shock. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like maybe it was a shock because I was not listening. Like I, I was shocked several times during my Saturn return. Where, can I ask, were you like, what was your, what was your 25, 26 like? Yeah. So, I mean, um, 25, 26, I finally started making more money. I, before that, you know, I was, so I'm an actor and, and I was really struggling. I was always waitressing. I was, I lived in New Jersey and was commuting in and out of New York for like six mm-hmm. years after graduation. So that was literally 26. And, um, then I, I got this show, um, which was the marvelous Mrs. Maisel and mm-hmm. it was super fun. And I thought that it was going to help me go to that next level and take off so much. But the truth was I still wasn't making enough money to stop waitressing and And um, then I moved to L.A. during that thinking like, oh, like I have L.A. representation with my management, like it's all going to carry over. And none of it did. And no one wanted to bring me in the room. I I didn't work for over a year and I was so stressed. I was like, how did I misjudge this entire situation? (laughs) Mm. Wow. It was so was that realization around the beginning of your Saturn return? Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, it literally was like, so the, the, the decision to move to LA was literally when it first started. 
And um, there was a lot of other stuff kind of tied into that because I'd, I'd wanted to move to LA for years and I finally did it, which was a grown up mm. thing. I was finally moving out my parents' house. Like it was a big move for me. And it was, I think ultimately it was the right thing, but it was not going to be as easy as I thought it was going to be. And it never is. Right. No, I mean, I, I agree with, I feel like sometimes the right thing isn't always, well, I mean, actually, I feel like most of these big decisions, again, if you're so used to living in kind of your structure that you were, you know, you grew up with to be able to break out of that structure is really hard. And, um, I saw this, uh, TikTok where this guy does these videos on generations. And he basically was saying that the millennial gen- generation is really like, the reason we have such a hard time becoming adults essentially is because like there's just so much childhood trauma in, in like seeing, you know, 9-11 play out when we were kids, um, them being raised by the generation X, which was raised, it, they call that the silent generation. So like, again, emotions were not prioritized. So we're, we kind of are like, as we're turning 30 and, and, starting our Saturn returns at 27, we're, this is like really the first time that we're having to like reckon with what we actually want. Like what kind of adults do we want to be? Um, so yeah, I mean, it is really interesting in terms of the, and we expect, um, that's the other point. We expect things to be a little bit more even keel, like the nineties were, you know, just kind of go with the flow again, like make sure it's like just calm and easy. And then like when these big decisions come and they're not, it's the right thing to do, but it's not super easy. We're like, oh, it's so bad. This is the wrong decision. When in, that's just being an adult, that's just growing up. Yes, 100%. 100%. Um, Catherine, we love you. We appreciate you. If our listeners want to find you on the internet and follow up with your career and your wonderful life, where should we send them? Um, probably Instagram is best, um, at cat page, K T P A G E. Uh, that's probably the best place to find me. I'm not really active anywhere else or, or my website, but just for browsing. We will, we will link the website as well in the episode comments. What does 2021 have in store for you so far? Uh, so far it seems like, um, authenticity. It seems like I've already had a few moments, especially at the second half of 2020, where I really had to express myself and stand up for what I wanted. And it's, it really has come much more naturally than any time before. It's not, again, super easy. Like I really have to be like, okay, this is what I want and, and express that. But it, it feels like, and again, the more authentic I am, the more authentically aligned people and jobs come to me without me even having to do anything. So um, I think that's kind of what's in store. Hopefully that's what I'm putting out into the universe is soul tribe and soul work. I just want to, you know, work with people that I feel like recognize me and I recognize them and we can kind of collaborate in that way. Well, thank you for joining our soul tribe. I love this soul tribe. This is, <laughs> I mean, I feel great. You guys together, it, it amplifies and f- makes people, I can speak on the other end of it. It's so warm energy, you two together. So <laughs> thank you. It's been an honor.
to be with you guys. Thank you for bearing with us through technical difficulties and of course. adapting uh, to new to new platforms. Um, we can't wait to give you IRL hugs someday soon. Yes. Hopefully soon. Have some wine yes, together. Thank you. Oh, oh yes, that would be I would lovely. Love to meet you, meet you in person. <laughs> yes. Uh, so are you Holly in New York or LA I'm, now? So I'm. I'm now based in LA, but my family is still in New Jersey slash. So whenever I come to New Jersey yes. slash New York, I'm, you know, that's where I split my time, New Jersey, New York and LA. Okay, perfect. Yeah. We'll all have to get together and, and chat more about this as we grow. And Janie, if you need reading resources yes, throughout your journey, which I think yours will be easy peasy. We'll see. We'll, wood. we'll be documenting it. <laughs> through yes. this podcast <laughs> a live stream a live stream <laughs> yeah exactly next week you're having like a breakdown the next week you're like you know having rainbows and butterflies yeah. so yeah Holly's, that's that's the journey of it just get, you just gotta like, go with it yeah amazing um okay well that's our episode thank you so much um Subscribe for for more episodes. <laughs> we're, we're really bad. Wait, no, you're supposed to say, please, I'd really appreciate if you'd like, subscribe, and share. What is not the three? Is you're that right. is that what it is? That sounds like, right. like subscribe and share. Yeah. Jeannie and I have yet to figure out how to start episodes and how to end episodes. It's I just turn to mush when it ends or when it starts. I think like the the my favorite podcast that I I um uh, listen to they at the end it's always like you know if you keep wanting free content which I think you do then like subscribe and share please and thank you so at least they're like yeah I still want free content yeah so, okay love like subscribe and share please and like, thank you subscribe and share please and thank you well we did say stay positive and test negative that was cute <laughs> That's amazing. Hopefully, hopefully the, the vaccine will kick in. We won't have to say that anymore. That's what I want for twenty. Yeah. But you know what? <laughs> this will be a, a great time capsule of like, especially yes. again, you're starting your, your journey. Like that's a great, I like that little saying at the end. Okay. Like well, subscribe and share people. Like subscribe, share. Thank you. Appreciate you. Sending lots of love through the yes. Catherine page. Woo. Uh, Thanks and- for having me, you guys. Have a great day.